It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. As private citizens, we're not privy to the inner workings of government offices or what investigations are underway until we're told. Well, on Wednesday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the Department of Justice investigated the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department after the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor, the young black medical technician who was shot and killed by police during a botched raid at her apartment under a no-knock warrant in a case involving someone who didn't even live there. The conclusions of this investigation? That Louisville, Kentucky police engaged in a pattern of unconstitutional, discriminatory policing that violated the rights of people in the black community. Garland saying that they uncovered evidence of excessive force and searches based on invalid warrants. Quote, this conduct is unacceptable. It erodes the community trust necessary for effective policing, and it is an affront to the vast majority of officers who put their lives on the line every day to serve Louisville with honor. But that's not all. DOJ also confirmed Wednesday that it had begun a review of the use of force and de-escalation policies used, or not, by Memphis police in the wake of the death of black motorist Tyree Nichols, who you'll recall died after he was beaten by officers during a traffic stop. In addition, we learned that Justice has also launched a separate review of those specialized police units, like the one involved in the Nichols case, that are deployed around the country. The Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services, or COPS, will release a public report after its review. But in a statement, Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta said, quote, In the wake of Tyree Nichols' tragic death, the Justice Department has heard from police chiefs across the country who are assessing the use of specialized units and their, quote, oversight and accountability. Good. This is a start. So it's worth noting that Joe Biden isn't the only octogenarian in D.C., despite the ageism on display on Fox and among some right-wing pundits. Breaking news overnight. The 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tripped and fell at a private dinner at a Washington, D.C. hotel and was taken to a hospital for treatment. No further details on his condition were immediately available. But this isn't the first time this has happened. In August of 2019, when he was majority leader, McConnell tripped, fell, and fractured his shoulder on the patio of his home in Kentucky. After surgery to repair the fracture, McConnell worked from home for several weeks. The 81-year-old McConnell became the longest-serving Senate leader in U.S. history when this new Congress convened in January, breaking the previous record of 16 years. So we spring forward this weekend. Yeah, it's that time of year. It's also time for the annual budget dance. President Biden set to release his 2024 budget today. Though don't get too excited about it one way or another. The president's budget isn't expected to go anywhere. Its purpose is really to reflect his fiscal policy vision for the year ahead. This one would include significant investments in manufacturing, climate, education, paid leave, and health care, all paired with a menu of tax increases on corporations and the wealthiest Americans. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre saying it would also include cuts to, quote, wasteful spending on special interests like big oil and big pharma. The White House says this budget would cut the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over the next 10 years. But remember, it won't go anywhere. The House and with it, the government's purse strings, again controlled by Republicans, who are still gearing up for a fight over raising the debt ceiling. More disturbing news out of Ukraine, where Russia conducted its first major wave of missile attacks in Ukraine in three weeks. 
hitting infrastructure and killing at least six civilians. These strikes cut power in some areas and knocked a nuclear power plant completely off the grid. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the massive rocket attack hit critical infrastructure and residential buildings in 10 regions. He added that the strikes occurred while people slept. In an online statement, Zelensky said the occupiers can only terrorize civilians. Sickening. Also sickening, news out of Arkansas, where newly sworn-in Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed a bill that removes the work permit requirements for children under 16. Seriously. Under the previous law, parents had to sign off on a work permit. Not anymore. And this new law comes just two weeks after the Department of Justice fined a food sanitation company $1.5 million for violating child labor laws in factories in eight states, including Arkansas. According to the Department of Labor, Packers Sanitation Services, Inc. had children, some as young as 13, cleaning equipment like head splitters and back saws using toxic chemicals like ammonia. In some cases, children were assigned to overnight shifts. Wow. This also comes amid an explosion of illegal exploitation of migrant children for labor in the U.S., But it's not only Arkansas. Other states are also considering loosening their child labor protections. A bill in Iowa would allow kids as young as 14 to work certain jobs in meatpacking plants and would shield businesses from civil liability if the child gets sick, injured, or killed on the job. There are no words. Oh, California. Here we go again. Millions across central and northern California are bracing for what they're calling an alarming storm beginning today with heavy rain threatening to cause widespread flooding in areas still grappling with huge record-breaking snowfall. More than 17 million people are under flood watches in California and parts of Nevada, with much of California under an especially significant risk of excessive rainfall that could swamp some of the same areas already devastated by severe flooding earlier this year. The most vulnerable areas for flooding are creeks and streams in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas. A total of 34 of California's 58 counties are now under a state of emergency issued by the governor's office due to those recent storms and the ones on the way. Stay safe, everyone. Oh, and finally... In the wake of a not very successful CPAC conference, Matchlap's accuser has come forward. Yep, it's longtime Republican operative Carlton Huffman. He revealed on Wednesday that he was the man who accused Matchlap, the leader of CPAC, of sexual misconduct. Huffman, who's worked on several Republican campaigns, came forward after a judge said that he had to use his real name in his lawsuit if it's going to move forward. So Huffman, who lives in North Carolina, said he would proceed with his lawsuit. He's asking for $9.4 million in damages. He accuses Schlapp of defamation and sexual battery. Schlapp, of course, denies Huffman's allegation that he groped his crotch in Atlanta while campaigning for unsuccessful Senate candidate Herschel Walker. And so it goes. I got to- And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.